Good morning. This is the November 1st episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, where we're on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone who wants to join us. My name is John, and on today's episode, I pose the question, what golden era legend celebrates a birthday today? Who do you think of when you think of the golden era of wrestling? I'm talking about the early to mid-1980s, the lead-up to the original WrestleMania, and the decade or so after that followed. I'm sure for many, perhaps most, the answer would be Hulk Hogan, and that's certainly fair. Hulkamania was the springboard that helped turn Vince's decision to blow up the territories and become a national powerhouse into what would become a global phenomenon. For others, it might be Randy Macho Man Savage, with his amazing robes, glasses, hats, and the lovely Miss Elizabeth by his side, Maybe for you, it's Andre the Giant or even the Ultimate Warrior. For me, though, the face, voice, and storylines that tend to jump to the forefront of my wrestling memory have one thing in common, and it's none of the above. So what legend of the Golden Era celebrates a birthday today? Raymond Lewis Heenan, a.k.a. Bobby the Brain, was born on November 1st, 1944. Like some other wonderful people, he was born in the Windy City of Chicago, but he grew up in the Indianapolis area where he fell in love with the professional wrestling industry very early on. Family circumstances led to Heenan dropping out of school at 15 in order to work and contribute to the family financially. And by 1965, pretty boy Bobby Heenan got his start in the industry where he had previously been carrying wrestlers' bags just to be near the business he so adored. Though he never trained to be a wrestler, he quickly took to the role of heel manager and made himself more valuable by being willing to take a bump and even wrestle on occasions. He started out in Dick the Bruiser's WWA promotion in Indianapolis and before long was managing the likes of Randy Savage's dad, Angelo Poffo, the Valiant Brothers, and the Blackjacks. By 1969, he was splitting time in the AWA with the clientele that included Nick Bockwinkle and Ray the Crippler Stevens. By 1974, Bobby had become the brain but around that same time, he also got the moniker of Weasel that would stick with him throughout his career, courtesy of his old boss, Dick the Bruiser, whom his clients were feuding with at that time. The earliest incarnation of the Heenan family stable consisted of Bockwinkle, Stevens, Bobby Duncan Sr., and Blackjack Lanza. And Heenan was a heat magnet from the very start. In an ugly incident during a 1975 show in Chicago, an angry fan fired a gun at Heenan. Five people seated near ringside were injured, but the brain was not one of them. Later in 75, Bobby would manage Bockwinkle all the way to snapping the seven-year reign of Vern Gagne to become the AWA world champion. When Duncombe and Lanza won the tag title soon after, Heenan became the first manager in a major promotion to simultaneously lead clients to both the singles and tag titles. During a stint in Georgia while on a one-year kayfabe suspension from AWA, Heenan met a young Hulk Hogan in 1979 and immediately told Vern Gagne to hire him. Upon his return to the AWA, the brain would resume his championship ways and found himself working against Hogan until Hulk left for WWF in 1983. Heenan would follow by 1984. And for those of you like me who grew up with very little wrestling available other than the WWF in the 1980s, this is where we meet the brain. As I said earlier, he's part of most of the storylines and moments I remember fondly from the Golden Era. From managing Big John Studd against Andre in the $15,000 Body Slam Challenge, to switching sides for the unforgettable Hogan-Andre storyline that began in Piper's Pit and led to the Pontiac Silverdome. 
to managing Rick Rude against my guy, Jake Roberts, in the feud that would include Jake's wife's face being airbrushed on Rude's tights, to wearing the attack dog suit alongside the Islanders as they took on the British Bulldogs, Coco Beware, and a very subdued Matilda at WrestleMania 4, to Warrior in the Weasel suit, and many, many more moments. The Heenan family was always stacked, from Ken Patera, Mr. Wonderful, King Kong Bundy, and Harley Race, to Arn and Tully, Haku and Tama, Hercules the Barbarian, Mr. Perfect, and for some reason, the Brooklyn Brawler. And though he technically retired as a manager in early 1991 due to issues from a nagging neck injury, when Ric Flair showed up that summer with the 20 pounds of gold around his waist, there were only two men undeniably worthy of walking in his aura. Heenan would act as an early advisor to the real world's champ, and former Heenan protege Mr. Perfect would act as executive consultant. And when the brain, or weasel if you prefer, wasn't in the middle of the action, he was in my favorite of his roles, at the side of Gorilla Monsoon, as Gino called the action, and Bobby's razor-sharp wit added hilarious brain droppings and present-day fireable quips to the proceedings. Which of course would always result in a, will you stop, from his on-screen sparring partner and off-screen best buddy. He was the quintessential chicken-shit heel. As a manager, an announcer, co-host of weekly wrap-up shows, and in his role as broadcast journalist. Always overtly cheering on or making excuses for the dastardly heel, and always running down your favorite babyface, unless he was within striking distance of said babyface. The back and forth between Heenan and Monsoon was so polished and lightning quick on most occasions that some days I swear I was tuning in for the comedy at the announce desk as much, if not more so, than for the action in the ring. Often pulling double duty as manager and commentator, Heenan's work during the 92 Royal Rumble main event is a 60-minute schizophrenic masterclass in heel managing, color commentary, and hilarity. After leaving WWF in late 1993 for health reasons and planning to retire, Heenan took a job with WCW in early 1994 to take advantage of their much lighter work schedule and health insurance coverage. Once again, Heenan would replace Jesse Ventura at the commentary desk, starting with WCW Saturday night, as it meant very little travel. In 1995, Heenan finally got that neck surgery he needed for quite some time, but apparently no one told loose cannon Brian Pillman, which led to a noteworthy moment for the network censors. And by the time Nitro was ready to launch in September of 95, the brain was back at the desk on a flagship show. He was right in the thick of things as the wrestling world was about to change forever. When Hulk Hogan made his way to the ring at Bash at the Beach 1996, Heenan was the only one to ponder aloud, but whose side is he on? A comment that made perfect sense coming from the always contrarian, always Hogan bashing Heenan, but one he took a lot of flack for. Heenan rode the wave of WCW's meteoric rise with the NWO, but I swear some of my favorite moments of his work came in the dying days of WCW. The product was mediocre to downright awful, and there was often just as much confusion backstage and in the announcer's headsets as there was playing out on TV. Heenan wasn't always on the best terms with management, and the less he cared about being fired and or the company going out of business, the more hilarious and uncensored he was at the commentary desk. I swear I couldn't rewatch much of the WCW product in that last year or so of Nitro, but if you cut together a four-hour DVD of Heenan's comments, insults, and random one-liners in context, shut up and take my money. 
But when the moment called for it, Heenan was more than capable of rising to meet a serious moment as well, as evident in his short but sweet words in memory of his good friend Gorilla Monsoon. Monsoon had never worked for WCW, and Tony Schiavone didn't think it was a good idea, but Heenan gave Gorilla a fond farewell at the opening of Nitro, then made sure to verbally stick it to Schiavone subtly throughout the broadcast. Not long after WCW was gone, Bobby was diagnosed with throat cancer in 2002. When it went into remission in 2004, Heenan made an appearance back in WWE. The Brain remembered Monsoon again in his 2004 Hall of Fame induction speech and even got a quick segment during WrestleMania 20. He didn't get much screen time, but his chops were as sharp as ever. During a backstage segment where Heenan and Mean Gene were being amorously woman-handled by Mae Young and Moolah, the Brain struggled to get away and ending the segment with a perfectly timed, No, wait, I haven't been well. Heenan would continue to share his wealth of wrestling knowledge with smaller companies trying to cut out a niche for themselves, like Women of Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and TNA. Once his health issues began to catch up with him again in 2007, it cruelly took away his ability to communicate, robbing the world of his incredible sense of humor. When he passed in 2017, the outpouring of sentiment was undeniable. The man spent the entirety of his career as a heel. You were supposed to hate him, but if you were lucky enough to have seen and heard his work, you almost couldn't help but love him. Multiple wrestling media sources have named him as the greatest manager of all time, and there's very little argument to be made to the contrary. And as I've stated before, I personally would name Heenan and Monsoon as my favorite commentary duo of all time. I'll think of him every time I daydream out my window and watch the random humanoids walk by, or every time I verbally spar with an ill-equipped ham and egger. And I'll especially think of him today, November 1st, on what would have been his 78th birthday. Well, that's our show for today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about Bobby the Brain Heenan or the WWF Golden Era, I encourage you to join the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash wrestling news show or just search for Daily Wrestling News Show. Either way, click join and we'll let you in to talk about the weasel or any historical wrestling topic. And if we don't see you there, we'll see you right back here for another episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show.